Sechtes Ksub is Dafnun, three lines at the top of Dafnun Amalalf, and the Gemara continues with the story with Rabbi Kiva and his wife Rachel, and we already saw this story in the Sechtes Ksubis on Daf Samach Beis of Beis, and the Gemara now repeats it with a few differences. And the Gemara starts Rabbi Kiva Skatchle Barte de Kalbis Sevua, Rabbi Kiva was Mekudeshes to the daughter of Kalbis Sevua, and Rashi in Sechtes Ksubis teaches us that Shem Echad Meashir Yishlaim, this was one of the names of the wealthy people Yishlaim, Shekal Nichlas Lebeisay Rav Kekalav, that anyone that came into his home and he was hungry as a dog, he was Yoytzei Sevea, he went out when he was already full, and he was satiated. And since Rabbi Kiva was an Amar Aretz, Shishama Kalba when Kalba heard about this, Adra Hanah Mikol Nechsei, he made a nedah, and he asked Hanah from all of the chasim on his daughter Rachel. And even so, Ozlov is the Sivalei Besisva, that Rachel went and got married to Rabbi Kiva during the winter, Havagoni Beitivna, they didn't have a place to live, and they lived in a straw storehouse, Havakamanakitlei Tivna Mimazio, and both the Mepharish and Tyson explained, that Rachel would take out the straw out of Rabbi Kiva's hair, and the Ron explains that actually what goes over here have a commented law, Tivnam and Mazio, that Rabbi Kiva was taking out the straw out of Rachel's hair. And in any case, we see that they were living in terrible poverty and in dire straits on the law. And Rabbi Kiva said to her, if I would have the money, I'd buy for you a special Yushlaim of gold, which the Gemara discusses in Mesech the Shabbos, and it's some sort of a Tasha Shazav, as the Ron brings down, that it was some sort of a jewelry that was made out of gold. The city of Yerushalayim was engraved in it, the Hachi law, and eventually he actually did this, and he made this for his wife Rachel, in the Sechtes Shabbos on Daphnon Tess. Because Rachel felt so terrible that they were living in such dire straits, so us Elio, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent Elio Novi to them, and he appeared to them as a regular person, the Kokari Baba, and he was calling out by the door, and he said to them, give me a little bit of straw, the Yaldis Issa, because my wife gave birth for Leslie Midam Laguna, and I don't have any place that she could lie down. We are so poor that we don't even have straw. Amalar of Akiva, so Akiva said to his wife, Chazi Gavrid, I feel Tibna Isla, see this person that he doesn't even have straw, and how lucky are we that at least we have straw. And Amalay, so his wife said to Rabbi Kiva, Zil Havibay Rav, go and learn in Yeshiva. And Rabbi Kiva listened to her, and Azul Tati Sari Shnin, Kamed Rabbi Rabbi Shua. So Rabbi Kiva went to learn by the Yeshiva Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Shua, the Mishlam Tati Sari Shnin, and after 12 years, he came back home. And Rabbi Kiva heard from outside his home that there was a Russia that was speaking to his wife. And this Russia said to Rabbi Kiva's wife that your father did a proper thing, that he made a nether that he won't support you, and that you can't have enough from him. First of all, Rabbi Kiva is not on your stature and not on your level. He's not in your league. And number two, he left you as the mother during your lifetime for all these years. And he wasn't even here to support you. So Rabbi Kiva's wife said to this Russia, If my husband Rabbi Kiva would listen to me, he would even stay for another 12 years and learn. So Rabbi Kiva heard this and he said, Since my wife is giving me Rishus, let me go back and learn. And as we know, Rabbi Kiva didn't even stay and didn't even say hello. And he just went right back to the yeshiva and he went to learn for another 12 years. And he went back to the yeshiva. After another 12 years, he came back with 24,000 Talmidim, and Samanakar is the word Zuge, as he actually came back with a total of 24,000 Talmidim, and everyone came out to greet him, and she also came out to greet him. Now some say that she knew that this was Rabbi Kiva, and some say at this point, she did not yet know that it was Rabbi Kiva. This Russia said to her, and where are you going? You're not dressed properly, and it's not proper for you to greet Rabbi Kiva in this way, 
or to greet this other Tamachachim this way. Amalayin, she said back to him, Yodei Tzadik Nefesh Behemtai, that the Pasuk says in Mishlei that Tzadik knows the Nefesh of his Behemah. The Ran who learns that she knew that it was Rabbi Kiva, he explains, Yodei Huzesh and Tzadik Beshvilai, that this person Rabbi Kiva knows that how much Sai went through because of him and in order to benefit him. And Mufarish explains, either Ista Amri, the Eyu have a Yadad, Rabbi Kiva have she knew it's Rabbi Kiva, for Amalay, the Lemiskani Beine, and therefore she said to this Russia, that of course Rabbi Kiva will be happy to see me and it won't be ignited by him that I'm coming in this manner. The Istami and some say the Leavida. She did not know it was Rabbi Kiva Al Hachikamra, but she was saying that Tzadik loy mevazel inche that a Tzadik will not be mevazel a person, and this way it doesn't make a difference how I appear in front of him. And some Agurus over here instead of the pasuk of Yedei Tzadik Nefesh Bhamtai, which is in Mishlei in Parakud Beis, they Agurus Yedei Tzadik Din Dalim, which is a pasuk in Mishlei in Parakav Tes. And the Gemara continues Asalas Chazole. She went to appear in front of Rabbi Kiva. Kamatchal Rabbanon, and Rabbanon were pushing her away. And Rabbi Kiva said to his Talmudim, Leave her alone. Everything that I have and everything that you have is only because of her. When Kabbasavuah heard that a great Tamakakam was coming to town, he came to be Shoil on his Neda and he wanted to be Mata Neda. At that point was the time that he actually had Harata. He wanted to be Mata Neda on his original Neda that he said that his daughter can now have enough from him. And at this point, even though he didn't know that this was Rabbi Kiva, he wanted to take off that Neda. And the Ishtari and through the Talmudim of Rabbi Kiva, he was able to be Matan Neda. They said to him, if you would know that this person would become a great Tamachacham, would you have made the Neda? And he said, even if this person would know a Perak Echad, I wouldn't have made this Neda. And therefore, they were able to be Matan Neda. I in the Gemara Ksubis, be Yasabir. And the Ran over here he asked a similar question to Taisvis on Daf Samachim or Aleph in Mesech Ksubis. And this Ran is found on Daf Nunam Beis. And the Ran asked that Lachira, how can you make a Pesach like the Gemara says in Mesech Ksubis? And we just mentioned the Pasachle, Ilo Havis Yadia, if you would know that your son-in-law would be a great Tamachacham, would you have made the Neda? And Amaloi and Kabbasuva said, even Rabbi Kiva would know a Perak or Halacha, I would have not made the Neda. So, and how can you use this as a Pesach? If we will see in the Mishnah, the Aim Pesach of Noilad, and this is a case of Noilad, and Iran says, since we know when she married Rabbi Kiva, she made a Tnai, that he's going to go to yeshiva. The kivin shekain lav noilu. That's not considered noilu. The shchiach tuva shiyum a parakech of alocha achas because that's very shchiach that a person that goes to learn will definitely learn at least one parak and one halacha. And Taisus Masechet Ksubis says a similar tarot that he says kivin shaholach lumoid bebei rav. That since Rabbi Kiva went to learn vaderachu shem holach lumoid nasa adam gadol that the derech is if a person goes to learn in earnest then he will become an adam gadol. And Taisus in Masechet Ksubis gives another tarot as well ayin shum. And the Gemara continues. Became wealthy from six different stories. Number one, Mikabah Savua. Once Kabah Savua was Mataneda, so he supported Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Kiva had a lot of money. And number two, Minayol de Svinasa from the mast of a Svina, and he used to make a tsura on the Svina of an Ayol, of a deer or a gazelle. And as Duran said, they made this out of wood, Lenachesh, in order to be a simon, that the Svina should be able to travel swiftly like an Ayol, and it was filled with gold dinner. And the Rush says that this was not made out of wood, but or some sort of a min from the sheep family. And as the Gemara says, every single Svina, they would make this type of a mist, as we explained. And Zimna Chada, one time, there were a bunch of merchants that were going on a ship, and they made a lot of money, and they had a lot of different weirs that they were putting onto the ship, and that was more expensive than this gold piece. And since they were tired with their merchandise, they forgot this mist at the port and at the seashore. And Rabbi Kiva came, and he 
he found it, and that was another way that Rabbi Kiva received money and became wealthy. And also from a treasure, one time Rabbi Kiva gave four zuz to a bunch of sailors. Amalui told him, when you go to travel, bring me back something that costs four zuz. They only found a box which was at the seashore, Asule, and they brought it to him, Amalui, and they said to him, you should use this box. And then Rabbi Kiva broke open the box, he saw it was actually a treasure chest that was filled with gold dinner. And how did this chest get filled with these gold coins? There was a ship that belonged to Arab merchants, and that ship sank. And when they went onto that ship, they all had put all their money into this chest. And these sailors that Rabbi Kiva gave the four Zuz to in order to find him something, that is the time that they actually found this chest and they brought it to Rabbi Kiva and ultimately had this treasure inside the chest. The Gemara continues the fourth way that Rabbi Kiva receives his wealth. Umin Matronisa, there was a story with the Matronisa and the Ran and the other Mepharshim bring this in great detail and let's read the Ran inside. Umin Matronisa, Pam Rabbi Kiva Talmidah Mois. It was a time that Rabbi Kiva and Talmidah needed money for the base Medrash and as the Rosh says, Hutzuchu Yisrael Lul Vais Mois, Halcho Eitzel Matronisa and they went to this Matronisa to borrow money. Amr Lul Rabbi Kiva says, she said to Rabbi Kiva, I will lend you this money. You will borrow it. And the sea will be the guarantors for this money. And and they made a specific time in order for Rabbi Kiva to pay it back. And then Mepharish explains that the reason why she mentioned the Yam is because because her house was near the sea. And at the time when this loan was due, Rabbi Kiva was sick. And therefore he wasn't able to bring the money to her. And the Matronisa went to the Yam. She called out to HaKadosh Baruch and she said, that you know that Rabbi Kiva must be sick and that's why he didn't come to pay off his loan you guaranteed this the daughter of the Caesar was and she became crazy and she took a treasure chest that was full of precious stones and gold dinrim. she threw it into this river and the current of the river brought this treasure chest directly to this Mitrinisa who was on a different part of the Yam. So she took this box and she realized this was payment and she left. And then Rabbi Kiva got better and he came to this Mitrinisa in order to pay off his loan. She said, I already went to the cosigner and he paid me off. Not only that, since it was extra, here is the extra money that I received and I wanted to give it to you. And from the excess money that she returned to him, Rabbi Kiva became wealthy. And the Rana and the Rush explained that it was extra money. And Tyson and the Mepharis explained that she actually gave him Matanis Gedolais, and that's how he became wealthy. And we continue on that Nunam Bays with the fifth way that Rabbi Kiva became wealthy. And from the story with the wife of Tunis Rafis, and the Ben Yoda points out that this is not Tunis Rafis Harasha that actually killed Rabbi Kiva, as Rabbi Kiva was one in Asari Rugemachas, because as we will see in a moment, this Tunis Rafis actually died at one point, and his wife actually married Rabbi Kiva at a later point after she became a Gyaris. And once again, Duran goes into great detail as to the story. And the story was that Rabbi Kiva used to debate this man, Tunis Rafis, who was one of the government officials. And one day, this official was very depressed because he kept losing to Rabbi Kiva. So his wife said to him, why are you so upset? And he told her what the story was. She told her husband that she's going to take care of it. And Amrloy, and she said to him, Alekechem shel elu, the god of these Jews, Soine Zima, he hates Nus. So give me Rishus, and I'll go be mashal him with Varavera, and I'll entice him and seduce him. 
So she got dressed up, she beautified herself, and she went to Rabbi Kiva. And when Rabbi Kiva saw her, he did three things. He spit, he laughed, and he cried. So why did you do these three things? And Rabbi Kiva responded, two of them I'll explain. However, the third I will not explain. The reason why I spit, I'm trying to show you that you only come from Tipasucha, and even though you're so beautiful, I have to remember that you're only a Tipasucha. I cried, because I know how beautiful you are, and the end of every person is that you're going to go, and you're going to die, and you're going to be in the ground. Finally, he didn't tell her why he laughed, but for Husachak, the reason why he laughed is she suffered Baruch HaKadosh, because Rabbi Kiva saw in Baruch HaKadosh, she has seen the sky, and this woman will eventually become a Gerius, and he marry her, and he didn't want to tell her that. She said to them, is there any tshuva for such a person like me, that I wanted to entice you, and I've been in Russia? He said, of course, it's tshuva, so she went and became a Gerius, and eventually Rabbi Kiva married her, and she brought into the marriage a lot of money, and that was the fifth source of Rabbi Kiva's wealth. And finally, the sixth source of Rabbi Kiva's wealth is Min Katiya Bashalim, with the story of Katiya, the son of Shalim, that we find in Mesech Zabay Dezara. And the basic story was that there was a person, Katiya Bashalim, that went against the Romans, and based on that, he was sentenced to die, and the Goyim told him that it's a shame that you're dying for the Jews, and you're not even Jewish. And he went and immediately mild himself by biting off his Milo, and then afterwards, he said that all my Nechassim should go to Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Kiva eventually was Yerish, half of his Nechassim. And the Gemara continues, Rabbi Gamda Yav Dal Zuz L'Shvenoi L'Asoi Bahamidam. Rabbi Gamda also gave four Zuz to these sailors in order that they should bring them something from overseas. L'Ashko, they didn't find him anything. Asu lay behind Kupa, but they brought back for him a monkey, Ishtamit, and the monkey escaped. And all the and the monkey ran into a hole, Chafu Basre, and they dug after the monkey. Ashko, the Revia Maglose, they found it lying on a bunch of pearls. Asin lay Kulon, and they brought all these pearls to Rav Gamda, and the Mepharshim explained that even though they didn't really have to give it to Rav Gamda, because he didn't own these pearls, and the Ram states, and the Rosh says that this was and the Gemara continues, the daughter of the Caesar said to Rabbi Shubin Hananya, who was not a very handsome man, how can it be that the Torah that is so beautiful and so uplifting can be retained in such an ugly vessel and ugly clea? I learned it from your father's home, as in what do they place their wine? Armalei, she said to him, Bimani de Pacha, in Erdewe Kalim, Armalei, in Seta, Kuli Alma Pacha, the entire world that are not royalty, they put their wine in Erdewe Kalim, Vasoin Bimani de Pacha, and you also put it in Erdewe Kalim, Asoin, Achisu Bimani de Kasp of Jehovah, you should place your wine in Kalim of gold and silver, Uzlus Vromas Chabra Bimani de Kasp of so she listened to him and she told her servants to place their wine in vessels of gold and silver, sorry, and the wine spoiled and became vinegar. So Rabbi Shubin Chananya told the daughter of the Caesar, after Isaacane, so too, but again, the Torah, the Torah could only reside in ugly vessels. And Amaloy says, so she said back to them, but they're also beautiful people that are able to learn Torah and they are able to retain Torah. And Amaloy, so Rabbi Shubin Chananya responded, if they would be disgusting looking, have a Gemir and Tfei, they would even be able to learn even more. And Rashi, Masechtis Tainis explains, that a person that's not has more gaiva and therefore they're eventually going to come to Shikha and they won't be able to retain Torah. And the Gemara continues that just like Rabbi Shub ben Chananya was not a very beautiful man, the same was B'negei Shmuel, Ahuda Asari, the Kameh Rabbi Huda ben Adar Ladino. It was a lady who came in front of Rabbi Huda in Adar to the Din Torah of Eschayev and she was found that she was Chayev. Our Malaysia said to Rabbi Huda, Shmuel Rabbi Chachi Donan, would Shmuel, your Rebbe, would have judged me the same way? Our Malaysia, that late, did you know him? Our Malaysia sent him in, I knew your Rebbe. And she described how Shmuel looked. Gutsu, he was short. Rabbi 
Eisen who was fat, Ukam Vurabashine, and he was very dark and he had large teeth. Amullah, and he said to her, the Bazuikasis, did you come to embarrass and to denigrate my Rebbe Shmuel? And he said to have he is Subishamta, therefore this woman should be considered in Khirim. And because Rabbi Huda had this hakpada on her and he put her in Khirim, Paku Mesa, she actually burst open and she died. And the Gemara continues and quotes our Mishnah, and our Mishnah we stated, and then we said, and the Gemara explains, my Beit what is this egg that's called the Beit Tumita? And Amma Shmuel, and Shmuel, who was a doctor, said, any evidence that knows the process in order to make this Beit Tumita is worth a thousand dinrims. And the process to make this egg is you take an egg, you put it into boiling hot water, and then you take it out and you put it into cold water and then you repeat the process a thousand times until it shrivels up and it becomes so small that you're able to swallow it in one swallow. And if a person has some sort of pain and you swallow this egg, then that will attach itself to this egg. And when this egg comes out of a person's body, then the doctor will look at this egg and he'll be able to tell exactly what ailment this person has and this way he'll be able to give him the proper medicine in order to heal that ailment. And the Gemara continues, Shmuel have a body that since we saw before that Shmuel did not know how to make this Be'etumita because he said that if there's an evidence that knows how to make this Be'etumita they're worth a thousand dinrin and instead of using this Be'etumita he would use Kulcha and the Ram says Lo yidati mahu, I'm not sure what it is as we explained and some explain it was part of the top of a cabbage and the Russian Tysus explained that this was actually another name for a Be'etumita and Tysus explains that he would do this in such a way that it was so painful to him that he was fainting from the pain. And the Gemara continues that it caused such distress in the house that because of that, the people in their home were so concerned about him that they would undo their braids and they were nervous and they were almost like pulling out their hair. The Gemara continues, we learned in Masechtus Meisers if there are workers in a field that we know that Allah is that once they're working and at the time that they're working they're allowed to eat from the parents of the field and if they're in a field and they're working with the type of fig called klufsin then now eat the figs called b'nei sheva and b'nei sheva even though they're from the same min but they're a different type and therefore the only head that that person has in order to eat from a field is only from that exact min that they're actually servicing at that moment and the Gemara asks my klufsin and the Gemara says it's a type of fig and they would make cooked fig dishes out of these figs and the Gemara continues Ruvain had an Eved and he sent his Eved to his friend Shimon and Ruvain paid a fee to Shimon that Shimon should teach his Eved how to cook a thousand different types of fig dishes and instead of teaching him a thousand Shimon only taught the Eved 800 so Ruvain brought Shimon in front of Rebbe for a Din and of course we know that Rebbe was very wealthy and he had all different types of interesting foods Rebbe stated based on a Pasuk and Eicha and Paragimel our forefathers that were at the time of the Choban Amru, they said that we forgot the great Taiva that we had in Eretz Yisrael when we had great Macholim and all types of Macholim Taivim and Anu. And nowadays, that I am after the Choban Abayas and I'm so wealthy and I saw so many great things, I feel I never even saw so many different ways to make these fig dishes. And as the Mephash explains, that it's an amazing thing, they taught you so many different recipes and therefore you have no time on him. And Duran says, that Rebbe was actually Matmiya, that how could it be that someone was so into Gashmias? And the Gemara continues, 
Rabbi Avdalei Lulu Rabbi Shimon Bray, Rabbi made a chasa for his son Rabbi Shimon, and he didn't invite Bakapara, who was a Talmud of Rabbi, Kasavah Beskinana, and Bakapara was upset, and he wrote some graffiti on the wedding hall, and he wrote Esrevah Ba Alpha Rabbi and Dinara and Nafka Beskinana Dain, that there were 240 million dinrim that was spent on this chasa, and he still didn't invite Bakapara, or Malay, and Bakapara said about Rabbi, in La Ivy Ritsoinikach, if a Kurdish Baruch who gives so much money to someone that goes against his will, that's just like Kaddish Baruch will reward those who do his will. And the Gemara said, the Asmane, then Rebbe invited Bakapara, and Omar and Bakapara said, if Kaddish Baruch who gives such reward and such wealth to someone that does his will in this world, then then certainly that person that follows Kaddish Baruch Hu's will in this world will receive that much schar in Eilamah Ba. the Gemara continues, if there was a day where Rebbe laughed or he smiled, there was Puranis that came to this world, and the Shita explains that since Rebbe was the Rosh of the Golos of Yisrael, and he should be Mestar on the Chorbin and on Golos, and and since he was so wealthy, it would seem that when he was smiling and he was happy, that he wasn't really Mestar on Klai Yisrael and on the Chorbin. Because Rebbe did not want to smile, so he said to Bakapara, if you don't make me smile, then I will give you 40 measures of wheat. So Bakapara said back to Rebbe, I will take any measure I want. It doesn't have to be a specific type of measure of wheat. It could be even a larger measure of wheat. We continue on Daphne Alva Manav, Shakal de Kulu Rabba. So Bakapara took a very large basket, Khafya Kufra, and he coated the inside of the basket with pitch in order to make sure that nothing seeped out of the basket. And he turned it upside down on his head. And then he went to Rebbe and he said to Rebbe, to collect the 40 measures of wheat that you owe me. And because Bakapara looked funny, and also he turned over the basket, and therefore nothing could go into the basket, so Achach Rebbe, Rebbe left. Amalei and Rebbe said to him, Lava Zeracha, the didn't I warn you that you can't make me laugh, and therefore I don't owe you any chitim. And Amalei, so Bakapara responded to Rebbe, Chitid Roshina Kanesivna, that really I didn't come to collect the money based on the fact that I didn't make you laugh, as of course you don't owe me money for that. I came to collect money that you owe me from a different transaction. And others explained he was actually saying that I really came to collect the 40 grieving that could fit into this basket and since it's turned upside down of course I understood I'm not going to get anything because of course I wanted to make you laugh and we will stop over here.